Hi there, this is Alana, and you are listening to the Praying Christian Women podcast, and I am here with Jamie. How are you, Jamie? Absolutely awful. I'm so glad to hear it. Well, you know what? I I am sending you good vibes today. Thank you. That's a great segue into our topic. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm so excited about this. Um, Right off the top, What's your time like? Because I'm I'm almost curious if we're going to need to go into two parts for this. Yeah. I mean, I've got about 45 minutes. Okay. Well, let's solve all the questions in the world in either 45 minutes or in a two-parter. But I am geeking out over the fact that we get to talk about this. And the main question that we're going to be covering today is, what does it mean when somebody says, I'm sending you good vibes? Is there anything scientific or spiritual that happens if somebody who is not praying to the God of the Bible is still sending out vibes to somebody? Is that complete hogwash? Is it a type of false prayer? What is it? And I'm really looking forward to our discussion. Yeah, me too. Um, Let me get us started with a verse of the day and prayer and, um, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Um, so our verse of the day is from Proverbs 23, 7a, which basically said, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is, which kind of goes along with this idea of, so is it, you know, is simply thinking something and sending it off into the universe? Is that a form of prayer? Is that biblical? Is it against the Bible or whatever? So we're going to just kind of unpack all the different questions of what that means, but Proverbs 23, seven, at least kind of implies that our thoughts do have power in some sense. Mm -hmm. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we talk about prayer, I think that verse can get abused. So it would almost be like, Oh, I'm struggling with depression. Let me just think about being happy 24 seven. Um, I do think that that's going to have some impact. I think, I think it does impact your mood, but it's not like, oh, Jamie, I see you have a bullet wound and you're, you know, about to die. Why don't you just think really happy thoughts and that's going to cause you to be healed. So yeah. it's funny because I am, I think I would call myself a very skeptical, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Skeptical weirdo. <laughs> like, I believe that some of these things actually can make a difference, right? Like there are studies about if you have cancer and you kind of visualize the spot in your body that has cancer and you visualize your body healing that cancer, even if you're not praying to the God of the Bible to heal your cancer, I do think that it has some benefit. However, it doesn't mean that we we have limitations (laughs) to that for sure, right? Yeah. And I think understanding the difference between the two is important because some people Mm -hmm. might say, oh, that's anti-biblical to sit there and and try to, um, you know, raise your positivity level to try and create Mm -hmm. a better environment for healing in your body or to focus in, like you said, on this part of your Mm -hmm. body and and meditate that way um, because you're not involving God. Now, I think where we where we cross the line, though, whether it's good vibes, prayer, whatever it is that we're doing, you know, I think we cross the line when we come to the conclusion that our brain, our minds, our soul is Mm -hmm. the ultimate source of power. 
in our lives. Right. And it's not. And it's not. And, and also confusing what we do for ourselves with God's power and relying on his power. I think, you know, it, I, I think it's important to sort it out. And I think there are muddied waters where Mm -hmm. some of the things God tells us probably also have physical benefits that act in synergy with whatever God's yeah non-spiritual counterparts right you know if if I forgive my neighbor even if I'm not a Christian I am going to have emotional and psychological and physical benefits of that exactly and I think there God designed us so of course he's going to give us instructions that will make our bodies function and our brains and our Mm -hmm. spirits function in ways that are best. But I, I think it's healthy to try to tease out what is what and make sure that we're Mm -hmm. relying on the right power, but at the same time, not throwing the baby out with the bathwater and calling something Mm -hmm. metaphysical or uh, new age or something that could just Mm -hmm. be scientific. Right. Yeah. Because some of it, we just haven't understood yet, you know, like, I would not be surprised if a thousand years from now, if humanity is still here on this physical earth, still just persisting in its ways, they're going to look at a lot of our medical practices the same way we look at doctors and leeches Leeches. and (laughs) drilling holes in your head to let out pressure. And I mean, I think surgically that still does happen. It's just, you know, not with a drill, (laughs) you know, and a crank, but well, and a disclaimer, I think, is this is our opinion, and we kind yes. of are on a similar page, I think, with some mm-hmm. of these things. But if you're listening and you're not on the same page, we would, A, love to hear from you, because if there's anything that we say that you perceive as unbiblical or anything, we are absolutely not infallible, and we would love to hear from you for mm-hmm. a discussion about it. And B, if you don't agree, it's okay, because there are lots of different believers out there that agree with nothing, you know, other than the basics Mm -hmm. of, of the foundations of our faith. So this is one of those gray areas. I think this is one of those, Mm -hmm. you know, so just, just as a disclaimer, if, if you don't, you don't, you don't have to take this as gospel because it's not, it's exactly opinions and we're going to use scripture in some senses, but you know, in some cases, but yeah. Yeah. Like my husband and I like to debate certain points of theology, mm-hmm. especially when we're driving on long car trips. Mm-hmm. And we make sure that the kids know, because they're kind of listening in, they're kind of in their own world. We make sure they know, like, this has nothing to do with whether or not God loves us and if we're saved, right? Like, this is just a super interesting intellectual question. Right. right? And, it- and, and that's kind of how I think of what we're talking about today. Yeah. Falls under the I don't know if it's even a disputable matter, but maybe a disputable matter, you know, that it could can, be that you can yeah. have lively dialogue or just about. a really interesting, you know, question. Yeah, so, interesting question. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. Uh, just for fun questions, since we're talking about vibes, have you ever been in a place where either like you could absolutely tell like there were what you would consider good vibes or bad vibes? What's the most dramatic? Yes. <laughs> So I used to go, I, I love the beach. It's, it's one of my favorite things. And I used to go to ocean city, Maryland with a friend of mine for a week during the summer, sometimes with her family. Um, We would go on weekend trips as a family. Our swim team would go there. Like it was one of my favorite places. It was just a lot of fun. They have a boardwalk there and there is just one little, there's one area of the boardwalk that. I remember going by, I think like the Ripley's, believe it or not, um, 
I don't know if you know that. Remember that show at all? You, I don't know the show, but yeah. I've seen some of the books. And yeah, it was a San Francisco museum. Okay. Yeah, so they have they have a Ripley's Believe It or Not thing, um, and a wax museum and stuff. And but there's like this, there's like a, a section of the boardwalk, and I just remember every time I went through there, I just got this bad vibe uh, what I don't know what you would mm-hmm. call it it was almost like mm-hmm. an oppressive feeling a negative yeah. feeling it almost felt like an evil presence yeah um, and I know my husband has been to New Orleans and there were a couple of places um mm-hmm. in New Orleans that felt very dark is the way mm-hmm. he described it he just said it just you know it's a fun place they've got tons of stuff going on it's a beautiful city yeah um, no, no shade to people that live in New Orleans because it wasn't the right. whole city, but it was certain parts. And I know that there's a voodoo culture there. I know there's, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and so you know, it's possible that that there was something. But yeah, he couldn't quite mm-hmm. put his finger on it. But a few times, yeah, as he went through there, and yeah, what about you? I got, um, I do get vibes about people sometimes, and they usually like sadly. <laughs> come to be true so this is people uh, this is people yeah. you're referring to not necessarily mm-hmm. places yeah well the question was for anything but for me no. uh there have been a couple people uh the most dramatic I don't even know how many details I want to give I probably won't go okay the most dramatic I'll be a tiny tiny bit vague and I probably already told you this story I met somebody at a church pool party back when we still lived in Washington and as soon as I don't think I even heard them, like he, he, I know for a fact, he did not speak a word to me. He might not have even spoken a word either that, or I heard him greet somebody else. And I instantly in my spirit knew a, this is not a safe person. Mm-hmm. And I knew exactly what crimes he was committing. Wow. And wow. it turns out maybe less than a year later, like it did all come out. But I remember like even telling Scott, like this, this person, (laughs) the way I put it now, this person does not pass the vibe check. Mm -hmm. And Scott has learned to be, to take that seriously, you know, be like, because at first when like we were, we had only been married maybe a year, we weren't even parents at the time yet. And And I told him about this guy and Scott's like, oh, you know, he was probably just loud or, you know, just, he probably just rubbed you the wrong way or, oh, you know, like he, he was kind of dismissive. Um, But it has been that vibe check has been proven correct enough times that now, like if, if our kid wanted to go to a friend's house and I told Scott this, this family or this household or this parent or this child doesn't pass the vibe check, it would be a very clear, nope, you're not going to, I mean, we wouldn't explain it to our kid in that way, right? but Just, we've both kind of learned to, to take it to heart, you know, because I was thinking about this just yesterday, actually. I think that there is a scientific reason for the stereotype that women are more intuitive about picking up on things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason is if this man confronted my husband, my husband was bigger and stronger and the crimes that this guy was committing weren't being committed against people like my husband. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, like I think God designed men in general, he knew like they have other ways to keep themselves safe. Ooh, that's now, good. 
somebody who's less than five feet tall and not imposing and not intimidating and not physically able to fight off like an adult man who's attacking her, that kind of person needs intuition in order to say, okay, yes or no. Do you get what I'm saying? So I I mean, look at, look at Mm -hmm. animals when you have like, you know, mallard ducks, you've got the big, bold green neck of Mm -hmm. a head of a mallard male Mm -hmm. show and and be seen. And then you've got the like weed colored -colored (laughs) female because she needs to protect her eggs. She needs to, you know, Mm -hmm. that's her defense is different from his. And that makes perfect sense. And it also, you know, you brought to my attention this article that we were looking at um, that's very interesting about like how some of these perceptions of what we might call vibes, which I mean, let me go back up and like, I mean, when you talk about vibes, it's short for vibrations and, and it goes to this sort of idea of energy being Mm -hmm. made up of these vibrations and you know basically the idea that we're that that good vibes means you're sending good energy out and bad vibes is you're sending bad energy out or vice versa you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. taking in or sending out bad energy um and so i mean the idea of but this article that that we were looking at talks about how it may actually be that there's a chemical component that we're picking up on like Mm -hmm. pheromone type stuff yeah that might give us the impression of feeling bad feelings or feeling Mm -hmm. good feelings so I think there the the term good vibes and bad vibes can be a lot of different things it could be energy it could be whatever but if you're you know looking at it from like an actual sensing I mean it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to necessarily Mm -hmm. be like an ESP type thing yeah it could be just like some people have better eyesight than others. Some people have better yep. perception of yeah. these pheromones, of these pheromones. <laughs> or this energy disturbance that's positive or negative. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Because energy mm-hmm. is real. We know that. And hormones and pheromones, we know they're real. Both are mm-hmm. invisible. And mm-hmm. so why why might it not be something along those lines? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the way somebody like, let's think of how somebody like, very new age, non-Christian would explain it in terms of um, very ethereal. The place you walked on the boardwalk was the place where a terrible crime had been committed and and the fear and the energy of the victim has remained trapped in that area. You know, like that's kind of the language that they would use. But I think there is, there's becoming now scientific research that, is stating, no, actually, maybe maybe something bad has happened there, um, especially if it's like recent and you can subconsciously pick up on the scent of fear or the scent of danger. Like I think of what kind of bee is it like when one of them dies, they send off a chemical warning other bees away or something right. like that. Like mm-hmm. why, why can't it be something like that? If I'm in terror, and my body is leaking all these fear and stress and danger, chemicals, hormones, pheromones, sweat, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think it would make sense that God would have designed us to, to some degree, be able to pick that up, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be mystical, right? Like, 
I think part of me is like, yeah, Jamie, I can look at you. And if you smile, I can guess that you're happy and I'm probably going to be right. You know, like it, it can be almost as elementary as that. Something in this place feels off because I am sensing somebody else's stress, uh, like residual stress in this area. Who knows? It might be way wacky and we might be totally off our rockers or it might just be. Yeah, of course we give, you know, like dogs can smell fear. Dogs, dogs know that kind of thing. Animals know places that are dangerous that we don't. Right. Like if I'm walking my dog in the woods and my dog like acts really scared of a certain area, I'm not going over there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not counting that as like, you know, mystical and magical. I'm counting that as, yep, my dog was designed by God to be able to sense danger. Well, and I think it can also be a, a practical like brain trigger. Like maybe there are decorations that look uh, cultish. Maybe there are, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, things that remind you of somewhere that you've been that was a negative thing. Like if you're in a mm -hmm. place, I'm mm -hmm. thinking of I'm yeah. thinking of my husband or me when we were at these different places, mm -hmm. you know, maybe there are unfamiliar things that seem scary and that makes you feel kind of dark and guarded. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But there's also the, the flip side, which is I think there are times when the Holy Spirit implements supernatural knowledge of things and that, yes. that I think are not explainable by hormones, pheromones, or energy or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, can you think of anything along those lines that you can remember? I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything um, that I can think of that I know. And sometimes, obviously, you don't know what it is. You don't know if it's, is it the Holy Spirit? Is it right. you really, picking yeah. up on something else but yeah you can't I mean I remember telling Scott even when we we're engaged that I believed we were going to have a special needs kid you know so I mean there are certain things like that that I think for sure you know no I don't think that there was some chemical in the air right. that told me that but I also have decided to not over spiritualize it either right because here's another very possible scenario God told me, which is the language I used at the time, or I had a very strong sense, which is how you could despiritualize it, that we were going to have a child with special needs. If all of our children were born without any complication and grew and developed with no complication, I think that sense might have remained in our hearts and we would have taken that as a sign to begin the process of looking into adoption for a kid with special needs, right? So I think some of it is, I think some of it is God and some of it is what we could consider uh, supernatural, but I think some of it too is, and this might be despiritualizing it too much, but almost like, I think some things just turn into self-fulfilling prophecies. You know, mm -hmm. if I had told myself from the day I was 12, that I was going to be a mom with special needs. And I became the birth mother to three very, very healthy babies, but that feeling still never went away. Then yes, I would actively go and pursue looking into adoption of a child with special needs. And some people would say, God told me, and so I obeyed him and other people would just say, yeah, this was kind of, I, I don't see a huge difference, right? In 
God told me this would happen and then it happens to, I had a really strong sense that this is what was going to happen and it ended up being what happened. Right. Yeah. And and again, it's hard to tell. And the mm-hmm. language, you know, as we know that there is a God, we know that he's relational and that he speaks to us. So a lot of times that tends to be the way that we describe things, but I agree with yeah. you. There are times when I think the temptation and maybe the follow through is to over spiritualize mm-hmm. some things that are not necessarily, you know, like we've talked about before to err on the side of, you know, well, the Lord told me that I should do this. Well, let's say mm-hmm. there's, you know, I want to go start a good news club again. And my husband is against mm-hmm. it because he thinks I'm already over scheduled as it is. Right. And I say, well, God told me to start this good news club. Well, mm-hmm. did he, or is it something yep. that I really want to do? It's hard sometimes mm-hmm. to know the difference and, yeah, you know, important not to over spiritualize to the point of weaponizing your spiritualization of something. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I think in a lot of cases like this, God and the individual are working together. Right. So in our case, I I do think that God was preparing us to be parents of special needs. If it was that second scenario though, where we had healthy birthed babies and then we pursued adoption, like that's we wouldn't do that if the prompt hadn't been there, but it wouldn't necessarily be like, I don't see it as a hundred percent obedience to the call. I see it as 50% obedience to the call and 50% this was on our heart. So it happened, right? <laughs> like little girls who want to grow up and get married and become moms often grow up and get married and become moms. And I don't think it's like, God told me I was going to be mother. It's like, no, that desire was in you. And it came about, right? So I think where I am is it's not like even with that um that guy at the pool party, I don't I don't think it was a hundred percent just God. I'm I'm sure that I picked up on body language, mannerisms, something, right? But it it was still even if it was a hundred percent. Maybe I just was designed to pick up on danger cues more acutely than others, right? Like, let's say there was nothing Holy Spirit divine about that knowledge I had. That's still God telling me because he's using, he designed me to know that, right? So so again, it's kind of like, I think sometimes it becomes kind of silly. Like I'm I'm doing a math test and I see two plus two and I put four and I say, God told me the answer was four. Well, or did God just give you a brain that knew how to do this? And aren't both, can't both be just as honoring to God? Can it be just as honoring to God that he designed me to pick up so acutely on danger cues that I knew this guy, even if it wasn't like God tapping me on the shoulder saying, Psst, here's something I want you to know about this person. Well, yeah. And I think when we I think it it's kind of that same idea, like the analogy of holistic medicine and holistic spirituality. Like I think holistic medicine is like, okay, um, let's not just look at the symptom and treat it with a medication. Let's go to the root of it and let's find out mm-hmm. what's causing it. Let's um let's basically 
look at the big picture of your body and how it mm-hmm. works and the inner workings yeah. together. Um, I guess that analogy doesn't sound right, but the analogy no, I'm totally trying to make is saying. holistic spirituality where it's like, okay, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the headache that I have is being caused by a hormonal imbalance. And so, you know, it's not that the headache is separate from the rest of my body or, mm-hmm. you know, my gut microbiome contributes to my brain health or, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. with God, it's like, okay, it's not that our bodies are, yes, they're separate from our spirit because we know that our bodies die and our spirit will live but not on yet, and we'll get new right? bodies. But at this not point- Not yet, they're not separate. <laughs> they're not yet. And exactly. Mm-hmm. And so- um, I don't know the, I, I think of a holistic spirituality as I love being, that. Yeah. being, um, I like the way that you said, isn't it as God honoring to basically operate within the body that God miraculously created mm-hmm. and indwells? Mm-hmm. I mean, his Holy yeah. spirit indwells us. So yeah. there, the language that we use doesn't have to always whether it's spiritualized or not, it's still, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, it can okay. still honor God, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is mm-hmm. your spiritual act of worship. I've always mm-hmm. thought of that as if we offer our bodies, why would our, our bodies being offered be a spiritual act of worship? It's because we are, it, it means that those bodies are in service of the king. That means that those bodies that were mm-hmm. created by them, by him, are being used for him. And I don't mm-hmm. know that. So anyway. Yeah. Well, I've got an example. So I've yeah. been fighting a cold for the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think there are, I can think of three different ways I could look at it. I could look at it just scientifically. It was the start of the school year. We've got a kid in eighth grade at the public school. He caught a germ, brought it home, and I got sick. And that is true. Like that is accurate. That did happen. (laughs) That did happen. Now, another way you could look at it would be, um, you know, the spiritual. God knew that I was working really, really hard. God knew I wasn't going to slow down on my own. So God allowed me to get a sickness because he wanted me to honor his law of rest. That's true. And that happened. Like, mm-hmm. why is it, why, why can't both be simultaneously what happened? <laughs> right. Like, um, I got into a car crash because gravity exists. And so when I swerved off the cliff, my car dropped. I also got into a car crash. This is hypothetical, by the way. People are worried about me. Good. I got I'm into worried. a car crash because I was stressed and I was rushing and I was, um, drowsy in the car and I crashed like both are reasons why your car crashed yeah absolutely this episode is brought to you by Shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in Shopify's there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, let's look at, I'm, I'm curious, like we've kind of talked about good and bad vibes, like 
picking them up, but what about sending them out? Mm, I really like that. Yeah. So when I think about vibes as I think about vibes as they're used vernacularly as the secular equivalent to intercessory prayer. And so if we are both atheist or agnostic and you're having a bad day and I want to encourage you, I might say, I am sending you good vibes. Or if you know that I'm, you know, two weeks of being sick and getting frustrated, you could say, I'm sending you good vibes or I'm sending you positive thoughts or I'm sending you healing energy. That's kind of how the terminology is used today. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do think of it as the, I think God has put in our souls. I think we are designed to serve those we love by praying for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you are not um, praying to the God of the Bible for somebody that you love, you're going to, a lot of people at least are going to find an, an alternate way to do it, right? Just like I, I see um, people in, in football stadiums, like cheering and raising their hands. And I say, yep, people were designed to worship something. And if it's not going to be God, it's going to be, um, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't get into their sports teams, but I, I just see, yep, we're all designed for certain ways to connect with God. And if you are an unbeliever, uh, you're going to find a substitute for that. So I think the substitute for intercessory prayer is, yeah, sending out healing vibes, sending out energy. But I think a good question then becomes, is that just innocuous? Does absolutely nothing happen? Might there be some type of metaphysical benefit, even if it's not spiritualized or um, is it actually dangerous, right? Like if I'm, if I'm sending you good vibes, um, is it the same as if I was like cursing you or something like that? Or praying Um, to a demon to help exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the, um, that's the big question. And I would love to know what you think. Oh, I like what you did there. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> I've been sick and my voice is kind of <laughs> hoarse. So you're, you're going to have to talk a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So first of all, the question is, is it innocuous? Mm-hmm. And let's start with, is it um, innocuous or possibly even beneficial? Okay. Okay. Um. So I would say again, not canon, not scripture, (laughs) not even like probably all that well thought out. I think about this a lot because this has been on my Mm -hmm. mind for a long time, but not even Mm -hmm. probably all that well thought out. But um, I don't think that it's totally ineffective. I do do believe that when we're surrounded by positivity, when we are surrounded by, you know, people that are, that are building us up in a positive way. I I do believe that I do believe that there is energy. I do believe that there mm-hmm. is hormonal, you know, who knows things if we can't measure things you mm-hmm. can't measure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the Bible says, whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy. This is a paraphrase. Think on these things. And I think the reason it says that is, because yeah, we need to think positively and like our verse as a man thinks, so he is. So mm-hmm. I do believe there's power in the mind. I do believe there's power mm-hmm. in our intentions toward others. Um, in terms of how it 
builds them up in a positive way, maybe, um, maybe energetically, maybe somehow there's some kind of, of, of energy that's positive. Maybe there's hormonal positive, whatever pheromonal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think it's possible that yes, that it can be good that especially expressing that intention to mm-hmm. someone can do something in them that will make them feel positive. I don't have mm-hmm. a specific study, but I think we all know that there have been studies that people who think positively, who meditate, even if it's not Christian prayer, prayer yeah. mm-hmm. um, who, uh, you know, have joy that, that there are chemicals mm-hmm. in our bodies that help yeah. us to heal, that help us to be exactly. better. So, okay. So my short answer is I, I don't think it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that it's praying to a demon because I don't mm-hmm. think it's praying at all necessarily. I don't even think demons are that powerful. Like part of me would be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Okay. So let's think about how this is used by, let's just call it like a spiritual agnostic, mm-hmm. right? Like somebody who believes in energy and, you know, someone who maybe like someone would consider kind of woo woo. Okay. I am sending you like I am picturing heartfelt love and happiness and joy and good health. I'm hoping all of those things for you. In my opinion, that's not the kind of attitude that a demon would be like, oh, I can't wait to jump on Alana's, you know, <laughs> pseudo prayer and and destroy Jamie's right, life that's now. That's <laughs> not steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't equate that with demonic at all. I I would mm-hmm, not do that. Mm-hmm. So I had to throw it out there though because some people mm-hmm. might hear the word vibe. It can feel that think, way. Yeah, it know, can. Okay, if you believe in this. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I think too though. I think the I wouldn't say that it's completely innocuous. I think the one the biggest if we're going to do kind of do pros and cons let's say okay a pro is especially if you're telling somebody else if i'm telling you that i'm sending you good vibes that's similar to imparting a blessing to you right in terms of at least how you receive it 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 can encourage you it can make you feel loved it can make you feel comfort um it's no different it's just another way of saying i hope you have a better day than you've been having right, right. like mm-hmm. so that's that's one of that's i would put that under the positive list I think one negative though is it it does strip God of any of the the glory. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, oh um, yeah, I, I and would I say think that's, that it, that's the huge yeah. elephant in the room. That yeah, what it's mm-hmm. saying is my vibes are the best I can do for you. Right, right. Um, and so I would say that's probably the biggest negative. Which, to be fair, a spiritual agnostic does a lot of things that will deprive God of their glory. Right. So, so I wouldn't consider this like huge. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think some people, um, like I, I know one person in particular who had, uh, whose wife was dying of cancer and, Mm -hmm. uh, did not want prayers basically was like, I don't want your prayers. Like, I don't believe because she believed in a different. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, no, please don't pray Mm -hmm. for me, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think some people might, like I'm thinking of social media, this comes out a lot, sending good vibes your yes. way, or, you know, if mm-hmm. anybody wants to send prayers or good vibes, like thoughts so, and prayers. Thoughts yeah. and pray- right. So I think, and, and so I think, um, that some people might want to avoid offending someone with their mm-hmm. 
they might use that as a generic term to right. keep it neutral so as not mm-hmm. to offend someone they know is not spiritual. Right. Um, and I mean, that's a whole other discussion. I think that could way. go either way. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. think you can even weaponize Christian language. Yes. If I knew that, like, if I knew that you hated every single thing about God mm-hmm. and you were sick and I said, oh, well, I'll be praying for you. That can be seen as a very snarky, uh, hoity-toity. Like I, so I could even see a Christian in that sense saying, oh, I'm, I'm, sending you so much love today, right? Like maybe, you know, I, I think Christian language can become weaponized. I think some people do that, you know, and let's, uh, let's not get ourselves canceled for this. I think some people do that even with Merry Christmas, like, okay. Yes. If, if you want to say Merry Christmas, that's fine. But if you're saying it purposefully, because you know, it's going to get a rise out of somebody, I think it's maybe, I think we need to, each person needs to examine their own motives. I sure, think it can be done motives. with right motives or wrong motives. And um, yeah, I don't know. So I guess, you know, here, let's, let's flip it also, because if you think about thoughts and prayers, that gets a really bad rap. Um, so right now we've been talking about sending good vibes gets a bad rap from the Christian community because it feels new agey or it feels maybe even demonic or it feels like at the very least, it's not going to do any good. Mm-hmm. But let's also talk about um, the thoughts and prayers, because from the secular world, if there's a massive tragedy and I go on social media and say, I'm praying for the victims of natural disaster X, Y, or Z, some people are going to be, um, that's going to be offensive, not because I'm praying, but but the idea is like, what's that actually doing. So let's talk about that for a minute too. Yeah. I mean, that catchphrase thoughts and prayers is definitely, it's like, okay, you're thinking you're saying these words in your head or writing them in your journal or saying them out loud, Mm -hmm. but what are you, did you donate to hurricane relief? Did you, Mm -hmm. uh, write your Congressman about, X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z. Did you like, so uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that, um, I I think that that terminology definitely can get a bad rap. I mean, for me personally, if we believe that prayer is effective, like I actually, I, I intentionally refrain from that phrase just because I know how triggering it can be for people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll say, you know, sending lots of love and praying for you or sending a hug, a virtual hug and a prayer. You Mm -hmm. know, I just, I had in the past used thoughts and prayers. You're in my thoughts and Mm -hmm. prayers. And with some Christians, I still probably do, but like, I am Mm -hmm. pretty conscious when I'm writing on social media or writing Mm -hmm. someone, um, or particularly someone that I don't know if they share my faith or not, or if they don't. Right. Right. Um, but if we believe, you know, so I, I think the issue a lot of times is we do need to check our motives, check our language, be kind, mm-hmm. kind of like the meat sacrifice to idols. If you see right. someone that is convinced that meat sacrifice to idols is unclean and you're mm-hmm. eating dinner next to them, don't eat that meat sacrifice to idols. And it's okay. It yep. doesn't matter. Even if you know, well, same with this. Like if you're writing a note to someone or you're re- responding on social media um, and, and letting people know um a if they aren't a person that would appreciate your prayers is it going to change god's work in their life if they don't know you're praying yeah 
Can mm-hmm. you just pray? And and I think can you just do it? Yeah. Do we really believe? So if we believe that, yes, letting someone know who's receptive, or maybe if you don't know that they're receptive, but to let them know, hey, I'm th- I'm thinking about you, or I'm praying for you, um, that could do something positive in their life. But if we believe that the real power is coming from God, isn't mm-hmm. it the same power whether you tell them that you're praying or not? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. To me, it boils down to that. And yeah. 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 I don't think there's anything wrong with it unless it's used super flippantly, right? right. If I say, oh, thinking about you, praying for you or thoughts of prayers, and then you don't do anything, yeah. then you basically just lied to somebody, Absolutely. you know, yeah. I'm going to be praying for you, but you aren't. That's dishonest. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like I feel like there is something that can powerfully happen when you hold somebody in your thoughts, right? Like, even if every single time I think about you, it doesn't turn into an active, dear God, please bless Jamie, amen, kind of prayer. I think that's something that happens in the spiritual realm when I keep you, keep you close to my heart. Paul uses that language a lot. You know, I've not stopped praying for you. I hold you close to my heart. Um, I think those two, they're not synonymous, right? Because intercession, like active intercession takes work and energy. Thinking about somebody with loving thoughts doesn't so much, right? But I still feel like like there's some power. Like sometimes when I am wanting to do just like a quick (laughs) intercession or I don't have the time or the energy to, to dig deep, I, I pray for you by like you specifically by picturing you and feeling so much joy and so much gratitude that we have the friendship we do. And within that is all the blessing that I can put into a 60 second. I'm just going to hold Jamie in my thoughts and in my heart. And I think that is a type of prayer. It's not, it doesn't mean that the prayer should never be like fervent with, you know, sentence structure <laughs> and, and things like that. But there's also something to be said, in my opinion, for like, I really love my family. So I'm just going to think about all the love that I have for them. I'm going to picture all the love that God has for them. I'm going to like be grateful for all the ways he has protected us. I think that is prayer as much as dear God, help my child have a great day at school today. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it goes back to that holistic spirituality. If you believe mm-hmm. that the Holy Spirit is living in you, if if he's living mm-hmm. in us, then I just pretty, I've got to, it's not compartmentalized. I don't have to yeah. like go to my uh, prayer mode to have yeah. my intentions and my thoughts laid bare before God. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like everything is kind of prayer. It kind of yeah. is. So maybe if you look at, think of the good things, maybe that's because thinking and meditating on the bad things in some way is, is also, uh, has intentionality to it. Yeah. Even if Mm -hmm. you don't, even if you're trying to close, you can't necessarily close that part of yourself off, but I don't know. So I don't know, but I, I do think that if we're looking at our relationship with the Holy spirit, just holding someone in your thoughts and being grateful Mm -hmm. for them. I think that is, you know, the Holy Spirit intercedes and yeah. brings that to God as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'll end with one kind of example that I think drives home kind of the thoughts and the prayers and how maybe they don't even necessarily need to be like one or the other. So we were driving to go visit you and it must've been during breakup. Like I remember our car was so gross and so muddy. I'm like, I, I would really love to find a car wash before we get to Jamie's house. And, you know, I don't know Anchorage that well anymore. So I started praying like I just somewhere between plus I don't like going out of my way in places I don't know so I'm like some some place right. between me and where Jamie lives just please help me find a car wash and I I kept that prayer in my mind as I was driving sure enough there was a car wash okay Aww. I could over like way over spiritualize it'd be like 30 years ago God prompted somebody to open that car wash because he knew that on this day on this year at this time Alana would be driving praying for one or um, you could go on the other side and, you know, in the new age kind of, I manifested that car I wash. I manifested that car wash. My opinion is, um, I think probably God was prompting me to pray almost as a, um, almost as a little surprise because he knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, let's say, you know, you're going to surprise your kids with a trip to Disneyland. And so you plant little like, hmm, if we could go anywhere in the world <laughs> You know, the like, happiest where, place on earth. Yeah, where would you want it? Where you know, would so it be? Some of it is that, but I think a huge chunk of it is because I was praying, I had a car wash on the mind. And so when one came up, I noticed it. Yeah. Right. I And if I had to assign, I would say that's the, that's the chunk of it. That's the bulk of the reason why the car wash appeared when I prayed for it. It's because I had car wash on the mind because I was praying for it. Um, yeah, so I don't know that if if nothing else, I think that this is just a fun topic to explore in election. But I also want to drive home: nothing you believe about this changes God's love for you, His plan of salvation, uh, what church you should go to. Like, truly, this is just something that's, in our opinion, fun, stimulating, kind of Christian nerdy conversation. And I think one kind of good thing and and sort of I don't know like a point that it brings up is when you see trigger words whatever side of the aisle you're Mm -hmm. on of the thoughts and prayers or sending good vibes or happy um, holidays take the judgment out of it and rather Mm -hmm. like look at it with curiosity and dig into Mm -hmm. it and and maybe Mm -hmm. pick it apart and tease it apart rather than immediately making you know if something's triggering you, figure out why and maybe learn yeah. about it. And maybe mm-hmm. there's a reason and maybe you're going to come yeah. away with even more of a trigger, but maybe you won't. And maybe <laughs> you'll be a little bit more, um, I don't know, have a little bit more grace and a little bit more yeah. understanding and find a little yeah. bit more common ground. Does that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much. This was such a fun kind of topic to explore. Uh, we would love if you would leave us reviews where you listen to us and we can go ahead and close with our blessing and benediction. Today and all days, may you be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. May he clothe you in his robes of salvation and adorn you with garments of praise. May you put on today a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. May you be covered by the full armor of God so that whatever this day may bring, you'll be able to hold your ground. And over all these virtues, may you put on love, which holds them all together in perfect unity. And our benediction is from Numbers 6, 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. 
Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.